you know how some YouTubers are like, double upload. Well, this is kind of a double upload. Welcome to Pop Yak. We yak about pop culture. This is a special episode talking about the finale of WandaVision. I figured I couldn't wait till next week to drop this one because it was so huge. This episode throws us back into shit right away where Wanda's fighting with Agatha. And they're throwing powers back and forth and it's like, oh no, she eats those. Literally, she eats those. And her taking her powers makes Wanda all old and decrepit. I was wondering if we were going to see a fully super old Wanda, but we never got there. And I was kind of hoping also that Wanda would turn her magic around on her so we'd actually get old Agatha from like the comic books. But this actress is too dope and I want her to stick around. She drops a car on her and her feet are sticking out of the, of the house, like the Wicked Witch of the West. And I was hoping that they'd curl up and then she'd like pop out from underneath the uh, thing like haha fooled ya. And then uh, Apple Vision fights WandaVision. And that's like, it's not just a really clever title for like, Wanda goes back into her TV things, but it's like, that is the vision made of Wanda's memories. WandaVision is that vision's name now, which is really cute. And the other vision is Apple Vision. This vision's actually been around in the comic books way before Apple was making all of their technology white. Pretty much the same sort of thing happened in the comic books where they kind of white vision stripped of his identity and just becomes a mindless automaton. So this is pretty cool that White Vision is actually showing up. I think he joined the West Coast Avengers, which makes me think, are they going to make a West Coast Avengers movie? Because I wouldn't. It's not really that interesting. I would do it like they did the Netflix shows and I would make like a Defenders type of thing. We're going to make shows about each of these people and hopefully make them interesting because I'm sorry, I really don't care about Wonder Man. There's not much you can do to make me care about Wonder Man. He's super strong though, but like not as strong as the Hulk. So like why even bother? We have the Hulk already. So yeah, I don't want to see a West Coast Avengers show, but maybe they'll say something and mention that he's like helping people out in the West Coast or something. After the really cool Dragon Ball Z fight he has with Vision, and it definitely looked like Dragon Ball Z at one point when they were fighting in the sky and then there was this beam struggle. I was like, yes, beam struggle. That's all I wanted for the longest time. I wanted a beam struggle when they showed Agatha's past and she was getting her powers taken by her mom. And there sort of was a beam struggle, but it wasn't it wasn't truly what I wanted, and I got what I wanted in this episode. And then there was a moment where I had flashbacks to Superman Man of Steel when there was the big laser beam and WandaVision grabbed Apple Vision by the back of the head to stop him from doing lasers. And I was like, please don't break his neck. Prove that you're better than Superman. And not only did he prove that he was better, he decided to talk his way out of a fight. That sounds like the most Superman thing. Thank you, Vision, for showing us how it's done. I think it's Archimedes, but they do that, the boat experiment of like, if you take all the pieces apart of the boat, is it still the boat? And he hits him up with a logic puzzle. I love this shit. They do it a lot in like Star Trek where they're like, ah, let's confuse the robot with a logic puzzle. And I love those things because it always usually works. Like the Borg always gets fucked up and go and freaks out and explodes because they can't handle the logic. WandaVision's like, let me just put part of my Mind Stone juice in your head so you still have those memories. Vision is like, oh shit, and kind of just leaves. This Vision doesn't have any actual connection to the other Vision, other than this is his corpse. So he kind of fucks off, and I guess to go find himself, which is weird for a robot. I remember people were were predicting that they were going to build a new Ultron, and it was like, no, why? Just remake Vision. I uh, I wasn't expecting White Vision, although I absolutely should have. And I usually try not to get my hopes up too far that they're going to follow the comics like directly, because I used to do that, and it got me really bent out of shape about movies like oh they didn't do it like the comics 
Um, and a lot of people are like, why are you watching this if you want the comic shit? And it's like, because I want other people to experience what I experienced reading the comics. Then they definitely do get that across anyway, because they did this straight from the comics, the Vision stuff. I just have to think of it like this is another Earth, which they made me, which this show definitely gave me those feels, especially since we're going into the multiverse. So I was like, oh, it was easier to deal with because, oh, okay, this is just another Earth. This is just another universe in the multiverse. Earths are better to say. I think DC won that one when they were like, no, these are Earths, there's 52 of them, and we're going to make this easy to understand. Marvel's like, they're universes, and each one is a ridiculous number. Because this way, if you have 52 Earths, you can technically make a comic about each Earth. People could follow the adventures of the gender-swapped universe, where we have Wonder Man. <laughs> Which, I swear, the only reason we have Wonder Man is probably for copyright reasons, just to fuck over DC. We go to Ralph Boner's <laughs> fucking basement, and it looks like the Pietro's basement from the other movies. And I was like, oh yeah, this is great. And then we found out, no, he's just a guy that lives here. So everybody's like hopes and dreams were dashed. This was just a fun Easter egg that he was in this show at all, pretending to be Pietro. So if you wanted mutants, sorry, that's not happening right now. And I, it's a big, it's a big sad. Did you want Reed Richards to do the same thing that Spectrum did and get the, and get his powers that way because it made a lot of sense? Fuck you. That's not happening in this either. Uh, all those predictions that you're going to see somebody cool and that you recognize, no. <laughs> we got a scroll. And I mean, scrolls are fine, dangerous, but in this universe they said, hey, let's make the scrolls good guys because they're like refugees or whatever. And it's like, you know what? I get that. That's probably a better idea. But the idea of the thing being a Marvel event sounded really cool. Uh, and it's, I, I think that you could probably do that with Super Scroll and not all of the scrolls in general. You can't just villainize an entire race of people because they're refugees. And I get it, that's based on like the Red Scare or whatever, but I like sometimes when people pretend to be other people a la the thing. I, that, I think that that's cool. I don't think you overdo it. Like, the problem with the scrolls seemed like it mattered because it could just be a scroll doing it all along. So you could write off, it was an easy way to write away th mistakes that you made in the comics. Like, aha, there was a scroll all along. It's one scroll, that's a jackass would actually be better than it was than if it was the entire race of scrolls. Yes, you don't get the, the scroll kill crew and you don't get um scroll cows being made into scroll burgers, which yes, is a tr is a real thing. Some scrolls turn into cows to try to escape. They they got turned into burgers. The skull kill crew, if I remember this correctly, ate the burgers and gained powers. <laughs> it's the most unique and cool way to get powers ever, but I understand why you can't do that in this in this universe. Agatha kind of shows Wanda that she is the villain of the piece. <laughs> yes, Agatha is the villain you have to fight. The villain that's causing these people anguish, that's you, boo. And she unlocks everybody's personalities. And they beg her to be let go. And you know how you everybody was like, oh man, that postman is always front and center in the camera. Who the fuck is that? What is Who is he in the grander Marvel Cinematic Universe? And honestly, it might just be a friend of the director. This is my postman theory. My uncle was in the first two Iron Man movies because he was friends with the director. Maybe this is just somebody who's friends with the director that ends up getting really close, up-close shots in the camera. Or he's a, a lighting guy that he's going to retire. And before he retires, they said, you know what? You've been a good gaffer or whatever. We're going to put you in this show and give you a prominent upfront in the camera role and make people freak out and think that you're somebody important. But you're not. You're just a mailman. And there's a Wanda let my people go moment where everybody's like, please, we're tired. We want to just see our children. We'll do whatever scenes you want us to do. So they realize they're in a fake TV show, but they also are like, yes, we'll do what you want if you let us go because this is torture. And Wanda's like, oh shit, 
and they're like, we feel your pain, dude. And she's like, double oh shit. And she ends up letting the people go. And she like retracts her feels so they can get out. But this starts killing WandaVision and her kids. And she's like, whoops. She has a really badass fight with Agatha and ends up, you know, winning because she cast a bunch of hexes on the entire field. Smart. Also, we had a fun moment where she tells her children to handle the military, which I thought was really funny. The whole thing about Agatha Harkness in the comics is that she teaches Wanda how to use her powers and she babysits the boys for the most part. She seems dubious and evil. She's a face the whole looks can be deceiving. She's not actually an evil witch. Well, she's a witch, but she's not an evil witch. So I like the fact that they had her babysitting the boys. That was a nice Easter egg. That was a nice touch. Um, and I like that she did, in fact, teach Wanda some stuff. But I'm sad that she's not going to be a recurring character outside of being this, being locked in a prison of her own mind, which, let me tell you, is fucked up. Like, she, when she tells Wanda that it was cruel, I absolutely agree with her that it's cruel. The thing is, what do you do with her, right? She's a super powerful witch. I would just probably take her powers or, like, lock her powers away, put the runes on her, like, hands or something. And go, look, you're not allowed to use your powers unless I want you to. That's what I would have done instead of torturing her because these people are tortured. When she unlocked them, they were like, please, Wanda, we're tired. I want to see my family. I want to see my children. And then you're going to do that to somebody else? She does whatever she has to do for her family. And she selfishly created an entire television show out of her grief. Wanda gets her cool-ass costume, which is based on a costume of witches in Sokovia. So I thought that that was really cute. All that was really well done. Then we have emotional as fuck goodbyes. It was really hard to watch the goodbyes i think they did a really good job of making these emotionally impactful so good job also the special effects in this episode are amazing they look better than some marvel movies we'll go back and watch the original avengers this looks way better than that i couldn't see the seams in fucking anything except that sometimes the witch's powers looked a little cw for me but in this episode they pulled out the budget they were like let's get money on this episode um the people remember wanda like when she makes everything back to normal and she's walking through the town the people are looking at her like that fucking bitch over there and so she's gonna have to sell that plot of land that she was gonna put that house on with vision you can't live there or make it into a memorial for vision and then wanda fucks off see she does not get the punishment for her crimes she just leaves come back you committed some crime wanda and she's like nah actually i'm gonna live in a nice cabin far away where i'm just gonna sit in a room all day looking into multiverses which we saw dr strange do this remember when but he did it really quickly wanda is doing it slowly because she's looking for something and she found it i think her kids the nexus remember she there now we get an after credits another after credit scene there's two that's how you know shit's going down there's two after credit scenes and the episode's called the season finale so the series finale so this is it Unfortunately, I was really enjoying this show. And yeah, Falcon and uh, the thing I'm hoping for most out of Falcon and Winter Soldier is that it's funny. I don't know what else they're going to do. I don't really care about Hydra stuff. That's not really my favorite thing in the comics. And I don't really care about space. But the movies, I love the space in the movies. So when the scroll comes over to um, Spectrum and goes, oh, a friend of your mom's wants to see you. I'm like, my brain opens up a big ass filing cabinet and starts going through space characters that I remember. It can't be Captain Marvel because the scroll said he. So I'm thinking, who is it? Is it Thor? And the, because we have that whole like Love and Thunder thing happening. And I'm like, oh, please don't make it Jane Foster because I don't care for Jane Foster like as a character. And then I thought about it and was like, oh, make Spectrum Thor. Yes, I know she's Spectrum, but I don't care. She's worthy as fuck. 
give her the hammer so she can go around through space and then maybe confront and fight Captain Marvel. That would be so fucking awesome. You pulled the fucking Avatar Aang and the moment we needed you most, you left. Instead of introducing, reintroducing uh, Jane Foster, who's not going to do anything for the story. And then that, all that's going to do is introduce more Darcy. Fuck, I don't like Darcy. And then you introduce Darcy again in this show to kind of get us familiar with Darcy again. Oh no, it's going to be Jane Foster, isn't it? Make it Spectrum. And then not only will you have a female Thor, you have a black female Thor. Also, if you want a black female Thor, Valkyrie is literally not doing nothing. Yeah, she's ruling over Asgard, but how about make that official? Give her the hammer. And then she could give Thor a smooch. And then you could have your love and thunder. Let's go. But yeah, that's WandaVision. This episode of Attack on Titan is called From One Hand to Another. And I'm sure that title references the fact that the letter being taken from Aaron slash Norman Reedus is being taken by Falco and delivered outside of the ghetto. It's really weird to see somebody take a package from Norman Reedus and then deliver it themselves. That's weird. I want to make another note about the OP. I'll randomly come in and just give pepper you guys with my thoughts about the OP as the season goes on, just because sometimes it'll take me a couple of viewings of the OP to kind of get things from it. The war looks colorful and exciting and attractive, and I'm sure that's a problem with Marley in general because they are just always going to war. So much so that Theo, our commander who's actually a good dude, is sick of it and he wants to go, you know what, let's conscript regular Marleans to see if they like the war when they're going to it. Also, it'll maybe shut off the reliance that they have on Titans. The OP has a lot of mushroom clouds, like a lot of them. And because of that and the frantic music and the color, it reminds me a lot of Paranoia Agent, uh, which is a really interesting anime that I might talk about somewhere down the line that I definitely suggest everybody check out. If you want a total change of pace in the anime you've been watching, you're like, ah, oh, this is this story again? I've seen this type of anime a hundred billion times. Fuck this. I want something fresh. Check out Paranoia Agent. It's definitely something like I've never seen before. I'm sure there's other anime out there like this, but me being mostly a shonen watcher, it fucked me up in a good way. But in Paranoia Agent, there is mushroom clouds and people are like, yay. The mushroom clouds also make me think that's what the Warhammer Titan can do. Just show up, throw a punch or shoot a snot rocket and just bomb the shit out of one given any given area. Because we haven't seen bombs like that. Or that's what's gonna that's what it's going to take to take out the Titans. Because we see the Titans at the end, you know, we see Aaron's Titan reaching out and he's like made of stone. Um, kind of like Pompeii just went off. And I want to know... What causes something like that? Probably these bombs that probably the Warhammer Titan's gonna get, throw down because no Titan's gonna get a name as badass as the Warhammer Titan if he's not gonna throw shit down. The Warhammer Titan we learned is also the Benedict Arnold Titan that decided, you know what? I'm gonna betray my entire race of people to put a stop to these wars, help out the little guy. Because of that, the Warhammer Titan's family was revered for generations. And also because of that, the Warhammer Titan's descendants is kind of in charge of shit. Who inherited the Warhammer Titan? The guy that looks like the bassist from Given pretty much said, hey, it could be any one of my family members. See that old ass man? It could be him. I doubt it's the old ass man. <laughs> Considering the Titans kind of have an effect on you physically. When you come out of it like that, like the cart Titan is really tired. Speaking of the cart Titan, she just walks around on all fours to kind of say, hey, if you didn't put two and two together that she's the cart Titan, we're going to spell it out. I think they even mentioned that she is the cart Titan, but they're like, look, we're going to put it in your face some more. She's the cart Titan. But it's remember what I said before, like the Titans change you. I think that's what's starting to happen here. Like she's being changed by her Titan. She's walking around on all fours. Her face is going to get longer soon. She won't be able to go to bars without people making that horse joke. 
His name is Willie, but Willie is lame. Let's call him William. It sounds more like a person of high standing. I think he's the Warhammer Titan because later on in the episode, he kind of looks down at his own hands when he's talking about it. He could just be thinking about the blood that's flowing through his veins, which has the, capa the capability to also become a Titan. And if that's true, he's a red herring and the Warhammer Titan is probably a super young kid, one of those little kids that was running around. If he gets turned into a Titan, ends up turning into this five meter Titan, one extreme or the other, there's no in the middle. Falco finally beats Gabby in a race, and I'm happy for him. Beats her in a foot race, and all of a sudden, everybody's praising him, because holy shit, you beat her in a race. You could probably get the armor tightened, and they're just blowing smoke up his ass, but Gabby kind of gets pissed off about this, like, fuck you, he just beat me in a race. I'm better at him than everything else. And it's like, yeah, but somebody beat Gabby at something. Holy shit. I think is another thing that is that they're kind of blown away by. It causes him to blurt out, look, I'm doing it for you. And he's all blushy-blushy, and it's like, aw, love is in the air. Also, Falco's brother is going to get the Beast Titan. And I was, I was remarking that, oh, they give it to the tallest person. So, And I totally forgot the Colossal Titan was Armin. Oh my god, is the Colossal Armin Titan going to have the blonde hair? Please give him the blonde hair. I need it. I need it to live. Armin's my favorite character in this whole fucking show. And I would love to see that Titan with his, his dumb blonde hair. That another person that I think is my favorite, on this side of the war anyway, I really like Falco. William Warhammer, which is a really badass name. It's, it kind of sounds like a Norse name. He kind of looks like a Viking too. So William Warhammer decides, hey, we're going to bring in all the dignitaries and have them come into one of these ghettos where, where I'm going to put a play on for them to talk about the Eldian question. I don't like questions and solutions in these type of environments. I don't like them. I'm very concerned about what he's going to say. Or at least I think that that's a red herring too. I think he's just saying that to get everybody on board of like, yes, kill all the Eldians. Just kill them all, please. They're dangerous. And I think he got everybody psyched up for that. But what I think is actually going to happen was the beans got spilled by the guy earlier on who accidentally made a joke that was like a Freudian slip where we're going to gather all of you dignitaries, foreign dignitaries in one spot and have a titan just destroy you. Probably me. In the middle of the play, I'm going to stand up, turn into the Warhammer Titan, and nuke this whole area, which is why it's in the Aldian ghetto. I'm done with this, I'm done with foreign dignitaries, and I'm done with titans. And then after that, I'm going to throw myself off the highest tower. <laughs> or after that, I'm the ruler of the world. War has ended in one swoop. There's a lot of things, there's a lot of reasons why William Warhammer is doing this. So a guy comes and sits down next to Norman Reedus slash Aaron and is like, listen, I saw you give that boy a letter to go and deliver. Stop fucking around with that boy. He also tells him that, hey, my name is, uh, my last name is Jaeger. Can I sit next to you? Aaron Jaeger gets to talk to his grandfather through his pushing and pushing and pushing and telling his son, please eat this boot for dinner, son. This is all we have. He gets to find out more about his family from his grandfather that's crazy uh Aaron gets to meet family he didn't even know he had that he didn't even know existed still but unfortunately it's not it's not the best reunion considering Aaron wants to kill all the titans the problem is he is also a titan everybody that he knows is Neldian right he thinks Armin's swell he likes Mikasa he likes the princess he likes all these people what is his goal here I guess just revenge against Reiner and company. And how did Aaron get in? I think he snuck in when they were in the middle of war because then you can steal somebody's outfit and pretend you were there the whole time. They don't really care about Eldians. So he was probably able to sneak in then. And I'm sure because of that, there's probably another, there's probably other uh, Eldians that snuck in as well. I don't see anybody that looks like Armin, but I got my eyes peeled. I'm looking very closely. And speaking of looking, 
Aaron, I am looking respectfully. He looks really cool with the long hair, and I like his new disposition. He's just... The, the war has changed him forever, and he's like this stone-cold bastard. He's... With that, when he punched himself in the face and was like, I was getting rid of a crybaby or whatever he was saying, I think he did. And new Aaron is way cooler than old Aaron, who was like kind of an edgelord. New Aaron is like, look, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to be about it. And I like that. I like quiet, stoic Aaron. We got to have him scream at least once, though, before the series is over. We get the most obvious foreshadowing in the whole world when, at the end, Reiner is dragging uh, the brat chick through the streets. He can carry her. He can carry her easily. He's just dragging her, I guess, so, so she can learn her lesson. When she's like, I think things are going to change forever. And I'm like, you just mean translation. Shit's about to go down. And we know that. I got super hyped when Aaron showed up at the end. It seemed like a trap when he was like, hey, I want you to bring Reiner to me. And he's like, hey, down there. Look, I brought him to you like you asked. That kid has no idea what he's doing. It's kind of like when you see a TV show where a, a drug dealer gives a kid a bag and tells the kid to deliver the bag and the bag is full of drugs or illegal weapons or something. And the kid has no idea. So it's like, I don't get in trouble. I wasn't delivering anything. It was the kid. So it was a very obvious setup and trap for Reiner. Reiner seems surprised to see Aaron and I am foaming at the mouth to see what he thinks 